Welcome to the 12 Days of Edition Wars. In this year's series, we are taking a deep dive into the iconic spells of Dungeons & Dragons. What they were like at first, how they've changed, they're better than ever. We're going to talk about all that and more. Today, Cure Light Wounds. The the first and iconic healing spell, right? The very first. One of the most defining cleric features that the game will ever have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just to go ahead and spoil a little bit, a gradual expansion of Cure Light Wounds or Cure Wounds, as some editions might have the temerity to call it, uh, will really change the makeup of the game as more and more classes have access to this spell specifically or something enough like it is to make no difference. What? No. <laughs> yes. I, I tell you, you, sir. right. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> yeah. So the, the other thing that happens though, is the, the um, ability to use this spell uh, also gets easier, right? Because mm-hmm. in the early editions, clerics could not cast spells at first level they had to wait till second level yep so this is effectively even though it's a first level spell you don't get it till second level so it's it it it's used by an already seasoned character relatively speaking here's what it says in the uh, original edition book the Men and Magic book. It says, Cure Light Wounds. During the course of one full turn, this spell will remove hits from a wounded character, including elves, dwarves, etc. A die is rolled, one pip added, and the resultant total subtracted from the hit points the character has taken. Thus, from two to seven hit points of damage can be removed. So, you roll a d6 plus one, and that's how many hit points you regain. And that was an amazing boon. It doesn't sound like much. I know. I know. And it took until the cleric was at higher level to be able to even cast this. But at the time. (laughs) Compared to non-magical healing, it's outstanding. Right. Right. And also, I mean, that plus one, it feels a lot better than not having the plus one as we're going to see in just a moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's look at uh, Holmes. Okay. Cure light wounds, level one cleric, same issue though, right? They don't really get the healing at first level. Uh, it, dur- it, yeah. I just want to say it kind of kills me. The target clarification that uh, non-human PCs can <laughs> be healed yeah, at can all. Be healed. Yeah. Are you kidding right. me? <laughs> well, like, because, because the demi-human races, they were their own class, right? And so they they were sort of their own thing. But needing to clarify that when the word used is just character, it's kind of, yep. Mm. Yeah, but there was a distinction between humans and others. So, Clearly. I mean, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's what there was. It, it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. So, uh, so, so Holmes, first level. Range is zero, which means self, uh, touch, right? Uh, during the course of one melee round, this spell will heal damage done to a character, including elves, dwarves, and hobbits. Again, we have to specify. A die is rolled and one is added to it. The result is the number of hit points restored, so two to seven, just like before. The zero range means the cleric must touch the wounded person to heal him. Okay, no problem. Same as it was, right? It's just a restating of it. 
If same as it ever was. Same as it ever was, was. Right. Same as it ever. How did I get here? Uh, <laughs> basic BX. Okay. So mold, mold Vey cook. This is your, this is your magenta and light blue boxes range. Also zero duration is permanent. Of course, hopefully. Um, what's my spell reversed? Oh, darn. Well, the, um, that, that use of permanent is actually yeah. a, a standout because right. now permanent means can be dispelled. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's no conceit here that you could cast dispel on someone who had been healed in the past to reopen their wound as if they'd contracted scurvy. Yeah. I'm I mean Yeah, I, I don't think anybody was casting to reverse pure light wounds. But anyway, uh at least maybe not at this time. Maybe, yeah. maybe I don't know. Uh, it says this spell will heal two to seven hit points. Now it specifies one d six plus one. You don't have to kind of figure it out from the text. It just says one d six plus one of damage done to any living creature, character, or monster when the cleric touches the individual. This spell may also be used to cure paralysis, but will not then cure any hit points. So you can cure paralysis with this. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the spell may be cast on the cleric's own body. The spell's effect will not, in any case. Increase a creature's hit point total to more than the normal amount. For example, Tars the Fighter normally has six hit points. In a battle with goblins, he takes five points of damage. Gantry the Cleric casts casts a Cure Light Wound spell on him during the battle and rolls a six on the die, which cures up to seven hit points of damage. Tars is restored to his original total of six. The two extra points are wasted. So, decent, typical, that's what we expected. That's BX. Reversible, Um, as you pointed out reversible you, you get a few uh you, you get a, a few differences here right you get a few um you know ex- excess you know extrapolations that now you don't have to make it's just stated there right. let's look at beck me well and the paralysis cure is quite nice i really that, like that, that is that is really nice that is really nice that is a very a, nice effect it, it's a it's a big deal for making clerics good against right. ghouls right and again because these <laughs> right you're still not first level you got to be second level to cast this but but that was re- is real good for against yeah. ghouls, right? That is because ghouls are really major pain. Yep. At low levels in 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 basic D and D, really, really. Ma- I mean, they're they're campaign killers. The last yeah. time I played basic D and D, and there were ghouls. Four out of the five PCs got paralyzed. The ghouls started to eat them. The last PC ran away. <laughs> um, and that was I the mean, end of the game. <laughs> I, I recall a a review of um, probably OD and mm-hmm. uh, there's a very like unhappy review that was written and sent, sent in uh, where the guy rolled up a cleric and opened you know the first room in the dungeon, mm-hmm. like fought four ghouls and died. I'm like, yeah, that's going to happen, dude. <laughs> yeah, you had no chance. <laughs> yeah. You were yeah. opposed. Yeah. yeah. Like he's by himself, yeah. played, a, played a level one cleric. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Yep. Bro. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's that, you, you need you need help man get some hirelings <laughs> um, anything a, a friend any, yeah get anything get a friend um so let's let's take a look at uh, beck me so frank mincer's red box with the classic elmore cover cure light wounds again reversible range is touch duration permanent it affects any one living creature this spell will either heal damage or remove paralysis so we still get the remove, remove paralysis right 
If it's used to heal, it will cure 2 to 7. That is 1d6 plus 1 points of damage. It will not heal any damage if used to cure paralysis. The cleric may cast it on himself or herself if desired. The spell will never increase a creature's total hit points above the original amount. Same exact text. Then we get an example. Your first fighter started with 8 hit points. You were damaged in the battle with the snake down to 4 hit points. Alina the cleric, the love of my life. <laughs> this is my commentary on the side. Alina the cleric cast a cure light wound spell and touched you. She she was very touching. Yeah. And she rolled a six, curing a total of seven points of damage, but my hit points returned only to eight, the amount I started with. The extra three points were not counted. So the reason it's giving you the narrative like this is because, remember, in the Frank Mincer Red Box, when you uh, first opened it up and you were reading it, it had you go through a little um, choose-your-own-adventure-style thing uh -huh. to learn the rules of the game. And in that, you fight a snake, and you do have Alina the Cleric as a companion helping you uh, go through the dungeon. Or you meet up with her and you can continue to adventure with her and speaking of ghouls one of the things that you fight in here or, or run across here you can choose to run away is ghouls nice and she is a cleric and so yeah so that that can happen there um so base but basically you know the text here isn't isn't changed right that no, it, it's the same right let's look at first edition we get a lot more information now cure light wounds now it's necromantic, right? And also reversible. So because remember, they're giving schools, right? So this is the school yep. of necromancy because it's doing something with health, right? Right. Level one, range touch, duration permanent. The area of effect is just the character that has been touched. Components are verbal and somatic. Five segment casting time, no saving throw. It says upon laying his or her hand upon a creature, the cleric causes from one to eight hit points of a wound or other injury damage to the creature's body to be healed. This healing will not affect creatures without corporeal bodies, nor will it cure wounds of creatures not living or those with uh, which can be harmed only by iron, silver, and or magical weapons. Uh, so anything that you have to have a, a, a magical weapon for, basically you can't cast cure on it. And that iron, silver thing, that's talking about basically demons and devils and things like werewolves. Okay. Well, I, I suppose I am surprised that werewolves can't be cured. That seems strange to me. Um, well, I think so. The the reason is because they they have some they have basically a, a blood disease that transforms them, so they are no longer human or demi human. They are a separate thing. Sure, but so it, the 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 band of monsters included is very far from only humans, demi humans. Yeah. No, I know. Right. I know. I'm just, I mean, just surprising. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so now it tells us what the reverse is. It says it's reverse, which is cause light wounds, operates in the same manner. And if a person is avoiding this touch, a melee combat to hit roll is used to determine if the cleric's hand strikes the opponent and causes a wound. Note that cured wounds are permanent only insofar as the creature does not sustain further damage and that caused wounds will heal uh, or can be cured just as any normal injury would be right caused light wounds are one to eight hit points of damage so basically the reverse is just you're applying damage instead of taking damage away and that damage is not magical in nature such that it cannot be healed or something like that it's just regular damage yep um not bad let's take a look at tui i mean so there so it, you're you're right it did sort of expand this thing it gave us the the, the new necromancy school right the necromantic magic school so fine um and, but yeah, this this idea of uh, of of heal not not being able to heal incorporeal creatures, right? So ghosts, right? 
apparitions, specters, they can't be healed, which Someone I don't know why you would do. gaseous form. Right. Anything in gaseous form. Yeah. Um, and it won't cure anything. Uh, living, right. You can't heal the right. wounds of the dead or the so undead. No undead. Right. Um, and then, and then it, you're right. That sort of silver thing is kind of weird, but the iron thing that makes sense, right? Cause demons or devils. One of them can only be hurt by, Right. What is it? Cold iron or something like yep. that. So, you know, it's trying to separate the sort of big, really tough creatures that have sort of specific special things about them really can't yeah. be affected by this. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's fine. It's just, just sort of an odd hook to hang that on, but it's fine. Whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, you know, the, the, the not quite a touch tech, you still have to hit AC. Uh, right. To to land the cause light wounds, mm -hmm. that's that's familiar. Um, yeah, I mean you're attacking the same armor class value with no additional bonus compared to just swinging a mace. Mm -hmm. So one d eight is not appreciably yeah. better than one d six. I'm just gonna say not, no. I, not maybe and I worth mean doing. I think this is in here not because a cleric would bother to use it during combat, but I think maybe if you were in a scene, say, where you were pretending to be mm -hmm. the cleric that was going to heal the bad guy's brother or something or the or the bad guy himself, right? You might go in there and you're pretending, 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 and then when you go to lay your hands on to cure, you might actually cause harm, right? Right. Um, and so it's a, it's a more sort of fluid way to to deal with that. Um, or if you wanted to know something about the creature, although I can't imagine a cleric really wasting their CLW on this, but if you wanted to know if that thing was a werewolf, if you try to well, try to cast the spell on him, yeah, and you'll know they didn't get healed, so you'll know that they either you know there's something wrong with them, they either can only be harmed by iron, silver, or magical weapons, and so they're special, right? Yeah. Um, so it be it, it has a, a little more application, although. I'm not sure that uh, I would necessarily use those regularly for that. Um, the the paralysis thing went away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's it's no longer helpful against paralysis. Well, and, so. and that again has something to do with just publication order. Mm -hmm. I, I suspect strongly. It it is surprising that they didn't touch on. 1d8, but whatever. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Let's look at 2e. So, Cure Light Wounds, Necromancy, Reversible. Sphere is healing, because remember, we put priest spells in spheres. Mm -hmm. Range is touch, duration permanent, so nothing nothing odd about any of this. Same casting time and everything. It says, right. when casting this spell and laying his hand upon a creature, the priest causes 1d8 points of wound or other injury damage to the creature's body to be healed. Yep. Same this language. Hmm? The wound or other injury damage is sort of uh, noticeably right. unusual language. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is a different way to – implying there are various different types of wound slash injury that can occur now, which – Right. Yeah. It's a, a little shaky, but yeah, sure. Yeah, a little shaky, a little shaky. So it says uh, 1d8 points of wound or other injury damage to the creature's body to be healed. This healing cannot affect creatures without corporeal bodies, nor can it cure wounds of creatures not living or of extra planar. So now they just cut right to the chase. If you're an extra planar origin, forget that whole iron steel thing, you know, whatever. 
It says the reverse of this spell, cause light wounds, operates in the same manner, inflicting 1d8 points of damage. If a creature is avoiding this touch, the attack roll is needed to determine if the priest's hand strikes the opponent, causes such a wound. Curing is permanent only insofar as the creature does not sustain further damage. Caused wounds will heal or can be cured just as any normal injury. So basically the same. There's still no paralysis help in there. Um, yep. And it made it short, sort of... Uh, it, it it cut out the werewolf. You can heal a werewolf with it now. Yep. But you still can't and, heal, you know, any extra planar creatures, which is fine. And I, a part of me feels like maybe that is, oh yeah, we, we sort of sliced that the wrong way. Let's mm-hmm. clean that up and see what we actually mean. Yeah. And, and I like that. Um, I will say I do. I do kind of like. Uh, you know, healing spells fitting in, into necromancy. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played enough third ed to be pretty happy with uh, putting them in uh, conjuration because you're conjuring the energy with positive, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. a positive material plane. Um, some of the things that that fifth ed has tinkered with at abjuration, I don't really hold with, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, okay. so speaking of that, let's let's look at the third edition version. Yeah. And let's. see what we get. So uh, about that expansion of who can cast this spell. <laughs> right. So cure light wounds, conjuration, healing. So it's no longer necromancy. Got it. Level bard level one, cleric level one, druid level one, healing one. That's a tag keyword. Paladin uh, one, so, ranger so two. So that's a, um, a cleric domain. Oh right. Yes. Yeah. Cleric domain. Forgot about that. So, so bard, cleric, druid, healing, uh, healing domain, paladin, ranger. Five classes can now cast this spell. <laughs> uh, components, verbal, somatic, same thing. Standard action to cast touches uh, the range. Uh, instantaneous duration. Uh, it's a harmless spell, but there is a, a save you could make if you chose to. Same with spell resistance. It says, when laying your hands upon a living creature, you channel positive energy. So now here's language change, right? You mm-hmm. channel positive energy that cures 1d8 points of damage plus one point per caster level with a maximum of plus five. Since undead are powered by negative energy, this spell deals damage to them instead of curing their wounds. An undead creature can apply spell resistance and can attempt a will save to take half damage, which is why it's telling you there's a save and a spell resistance, even though they're harmless. In other words, the harmless thing is trying to tell you, you can choose to fail that save if you're an ally so that you get healed. You're not like, you're not going to save and accidentally resist the healing. Okay. That's right. But if you're an if you're a GM and you have an undead in the party and they try to cast, uh, then the G the, the the undead gets a save, is the idea there. Um, and we're on the positive negative energy thing, so that's very different from the way the spell has been described previously, which is interesting. Um, yeah, and five five classes can now cast it. <laughs> and there's a a small scaling function, right? Right. Yes. Damage plus one, point plus, per plus one per caster level. So one uh, d eight is not the limit now. It's one d eight plus one per level, up to five. And scroll down to the next page because there's one more paragraph that matters here. It's the uh, since since the undead yeah. are powered by negative energy. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's a that's a huge change. Mm-hmm. Using healing to harm the undead is a yeah. is a big deal. But right. uh, I do want to mention one other thing about this spell specific to mm-hmm. third ed. Uh, this is a dirt cheap first level spell. That means a wand of cure light wounds 
mm-hmm. is a very special, it like holds a special and specific place right. in the game's mechanics as how you heal between fights. You don't want to use spell slots. They're too, they're too valuable. So you just spend your, I think it comes out to 12 and a half gold pieces a pop um, to heal everyone up between fights with a wand of killer mm-hmm. wounds. Yeah. Uh, and you just buy as many of those as you need because the game's economy assumes they are falling under trees. Mm-hmm. Which is, so So here's the interesting thing about this, right? So, so you could look at this and you could say, oh, they're just making healing too easy. And oh, you know, they just, they just made it available to five different classes instead of just one. And oh, you know, they just, they just made it. So you could definitely, you know, that with the magic item system, you could make this cure light wounds wand and oh, you know, now, you know, here's the thing though. Here's the thing. At the beginning, the cleric was not a heal bot, right? In in the in the first in the, in the the early editions, the cleric well, was not a heal first bot. level. They weren't Whew. right. Well, that's what I mean. That's exactly why I'm saying that because you didn't just get a cleric in your party so that they could heal you mm-hmm. because that's what they do because that's not what they did. Clerics yeah. in the early editions were almost just as good as fighters at fighting. They could wear any armor and they could use as as long as the weapon was blunt, they could pretty much use any weapon. So. So any blunt weapon, the, some of the blunt weapons can do really good damage, right? So they're rushing in and fighting next to the fighter. They don't start to be able to heal you until they're another level. So you're spending many sessions with a cleric who's not a spellcaster, right? So the cleric wasn't a heal bot at first. And then also, maybe you just didn't prep your your healing spell maybe you did other things right maybe you focused on other things or maybe your specialty was just turning undead and that's what you really wanted to do and you didn't bother healing things it wasn't necessarily expected until later on then later on it became okay the cleric that's the heal bot we need that cleric to be healing so we need them to have to have prepped a a lot of heal spells so that they can help us through this because otherwise we're just going to die But when 3rd edition allowed this spell to be cast by many more classes, it made it so that the cleric was freed up a little bit. A little. A little, right? I'm trying to be, I'm I'm trying to be um, generous here, right? Like, and the the part of of what you're doing is, is making it so that it's easier to get healing so that that's not something that the cleric is saddled with. And the only reason I am uh, kind of quibbling is mm-hmm. that clerics were still, by a great margin, the best healers uh, because sure. they could spontaneously yeah. cast healing spells. Mm-hmm. Right. They could, you know, prepare something else and then turn that other prepared spell into healing. Right. That is so much more flexibility that, like, it's very difficult for anyone else to be the healer. Right. But. Also, like you said, you can have a 50 charge cure light wounds wand. Right. If you so, can wait for right. wait for out of combat healing. Right. But I yeah, but I'm can't always. I, I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, even though it's a it's a sort of weak attempt, right? Yeah. To me, as a person who remember cleric's my favorite class, right? Yep. And so to me, what I see is not 
uh, taking away from the cleric, right? Like a lot of people are like, oh, well, now who? What? what's the point of being a cleric? Well, the point is you can do other things, right? You're also still good at healing, but you can, you're freed up a little bit to do other things. That's right. The cleric was still incredible at many other things mm-hmm. because yeah. they, they knew so many of your spell slots were going to go to mm-hmm. healing that they had to kind of goose up the rest of what you could do to even make it a question. Right. So let's, let's move over to fourth edition. Cure light wounds. And I, we talked about this when we talked about bless a little bit because it's right. on the same page right under it. But let's just go back to this. Cure light wounds, it's a second level cleric utility power, uh, which just means you, you get it at second level. Uh, you utter a simple prayer and gain the power to instantly heal wounds and your touch momentarily suffuses you or a wounded creature with a dim silver light. It's a daily power, uh, divine healing keywords, standard action, touch range, uh, you or one creature regains hit points as if it had spent a healing surge. So remember that in fourth edition, they completely sort of restructured the way that um, healing was available. And every character, regardless of class, had a a number of uh, healing surges, which was a resource that they could use or that could be triggered uh, that would provide a quarter of their maximum hit points. That's what your healing surge value was. Mm -hmm. And so, a cleric casting this spell on another individual allows them to get that healing, but not have to spend one of their healing surges. They just get the amount as if they had spent it, but they're not really using the resource. So basically what it's letting you do is have the cleric use a spell resource to give you an extra healing surge. Right. And, which is amazing. And because we've explained cure wounds, I really think we have to explain healing word just because we're so used to Culate Wounds being the mainstay mm-hmm. of Cleric Healing. Mm-hmm. And here, as a as a second-level utility daily, it is no longer the core of healing at all, as you're saying. Yeah. Um, so Healing Word is a core Cleric feature. You're not even making a choice to take that. Right. That's just part of being a Cleric. And uh, it is ranged healing, which Culate Wounds uh, doesn't know anything about being ranged healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now or ever. Uh, right. Kill it wounds is, is and shall always remain a touch spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, any way to give it reach notwithstanding. Right. Um, <laughs> and so healing word is a twice per encounter feature uh, that has a you know, range of five squares. So 25 feet, that range increases as you go up in tier, right? Is a minor action. So you get to use healing word and then still do a thing, which could be casting kill at once, right now, <laughs> or hitting someone with healing strike to let them also heal. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of different ways you can hit, let people heal as a cleric. It's a major, major thing in fourth. Um, the thing here, though, is that with healing word, the PC that's affected has to spend a healing surge. That's right. They have to have some healing surge so that, left. Right. So they have to have some. So that's that kind of also illustrates what's so great about Cure Light Wounds. Because Cure Light Absolutely. Wounds gives you the hit points as if you had spent one, but you don't actually spend one. And you may only have five for the day. So if uh, you could... That, that's, that's a bit low, but yes. But at lower levels, that's not it's not that far off. Uh, you Well, you don't really gain more unless your constitution modifier goes up. 
Well, that's but, true, I guess. But anyway, so anyway, you, you you might have 12, but you might only have seven. Okay. Right. That's, that's it, right. It, it, that's right. it depends on your class and race combination. That's right. Okay? Paladins have the most. Right. So, so theirs. but, but here's the thing, right? So when, when a cleric casts healing word on you, yes, it's at range. It, it has a big range, right? And yeah, that's right, yep. Yeah, and 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 you get you get an additional hit points, not just your healing surge value, but also one d six extra. So you get more healing than you normally would, but you have to have a resource available for that cleric to tap into, to then let it be utilized. Yep. And if you don't have any more, this is no help for you. It will have no effect on you. That's right. Um, whereas and... whereas cure light wounds would, no matter what, it will heal you. Right. And uh, the the D six scaling up to sixty six kicker on healing word is quite nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially early on, that mattered a lot. Right. Well, because uh, also, I mean, this looks like someone might say, "Oh, a twenty six level was sixty six, but remember, you only get like five hit points per level, <laughs> right?" Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not like it's not like you know you're rolling a D ten die every level, and you might get ten hit points every level plus. Nope you know, a whole bunch of stuff. You're getting like five hit points. <laughs> That's it. That's right. Uh, between five and I think seven for yeah. barbarians. Yep. It might go as low as four for uh, right. some classes, but yeah, that's about, that's about right. So by the time, you know, by the time you're 10th level, right. It's not like you've got 150 hit points. Right. right? It's much tamer. Much, Because much you're tamer. not adding your constitution modifier right. every level. Mm-hmm. And anyway, that's also why healing is now a different type of resource that you can use, but that's what makes the cleric a lot more versatile in how they are able to tap into that and help you use it. So that's right. Anyway, so let's look at fifth edition cure light wounds or cure wounds as it is. It yep. is first level, one action to cast, touch, verbal somatic components, instantaneous duration. It's an evocation spell now. And it says a creature you touch regains a number of hit equal to 1d8 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. The spell has no effect on undead or constructs. And at higher levels, when you cast this spell using a second level or higher spell slot, the healing increases by 1d8 for each level above first. So spellcasting ability modifier. Yep. So that means what's the, that- what's the average spellcasting ability modifier, do you think, of, of a cleric that would have this spell? At, at first level, it's three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can play below that. It, uh, I would not recommend that. Right. Uh, the most plausible way to be casting this with a spellcasting ability modifier any lower than that is to be a paladin or ranger casting it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that'll, that'll absolutely happen because it's it can be very hard to spare anything higher than uh, a, a plus two at the outside for your spellcasting ability score. Um, certainly I, my, my ranger in Tomb of Annihilation had a plus one wisdom his whole career, and that's just how it was. Um, he did not <laughs> bother with a lot of spells that cared about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, what you see in the at higher levels, and, and I think this is a, a great part of the spell as a whole, is that there no longer needs to be a cure moderate, cure serious, cure critical wounds. Right, right. At, right. at any higher levels, the scaling is built in here, and so you only prepare the one spell, and then you spend the level of the spell slot that you feel like. I really like that. Mm-hmm. 
I think the only other form of this, right, is like mass. Is it mass cure wounds? Uh, right. There's there's yeah. mass healing more than mass cure wounds. That's right. Right. So which lets you uh, do more than one creature as a target. Right. Yeah. Um, which is yeah. I mean, I I appreciate that change. I like the change. I don't have a problem with that change. Um, I am used to having cure light wounds, cure moderate wounds, cure sure. serious wounds, right? <laughs> I'm used yeah. to that. So that also doesn't bother me. Um, but I see why they went this way. It does make it seem a little more simple. Well, uh, and it, so and it, it meshes from, well with the fifth edition sort of casting at higher levels motif, right? right? Well, so, so thinking about playing a, a fifth edition cleric and then thinking back to playing clerics, mm-hmm. you know, mainly in third edition, uh, which is you know, one of the other editions I've PC'd the most, mm-hmm. uh, having to like make any decisions about I want to cast it, you know, th- this different spell. Well, obviously, I had spontaneous casting, so cleric is actually a bad example. But let's, say I was, let's imagine <laughs> yeah. for a second I was playing a druid, and right. I need to specifically prepare, mm-hmm. you know, uh, cure moderate wounds, right? And That's just annoying. hope that I yeah. wound up needing that specific <laughs> right. yeah. amount. Right. I, I don't love that because I'm preparing that slot so specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the much more. Um, Cast it as you need it. You know, you prepare a number of spells. You have a number of spell slots. Those might match up, but we don't. We neither know nor care. Um, right. it suits my taste much more now. Yeah. So, what do you think? Final thoughts on on cure wounds. What What do you think about the changes over time here? Um, I actually miss the uh, removal of paralysis a little bit. I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Especially in third third ed and fifth ed, um, whole person as a weapon in NPC hands is a whole problem. Mm-hmm. And so, it would be interesting if uh, cure light wounds or cure wounds got you out of that. Yeah. Um, Remember though that at the time that it had that effect, it was effectively not castable by a first level cleric. Uh. Because you you had to be second level to cast spells. That's true. Yeah, sure. But so, I, I mean, the, the the interest of that as a detail still stands, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I I just mean in terms of the power. It seems like very powerful. Looking back, it seems very powerful yeah, sure. to add that you could remove paralysis. But on the other hand, you had to be second level, sure, to cast the spell. Whereas. If uh, you know, looking at this fifth edition spell, first level, I don't like. I don't have to be second level; just be first level, right? Yeah. Um, and so, not having the cure paralysis, I miss it, but it makes sense to me, right? But there's never uh, a point when that gets added back again, right? So, right. so that it is kind of just gone. Uh, right. It, it doesn't sort of live in that space at all. Yeah. Um, what lives there? Lesser restoration. Uh, yeah, yeah, lesser restoration yeah. covers paralyzed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and unlike in third ed, uh, lesser restoration is down to a casting time of one action mm-hmm. uh, because yeah. it is intended for this kind of thing. But right. I don't know. I don't see a ton of lesser restoration getting cast. Maybe I need to be meaner to my PCs. <laughs> That's probably what it is. <laughs> That's definitely what it is. <laughs> Not. No. <laughs> 
Um, well, I, you know, as, as a, as a person who plays, uh, played a lot of clerics, I don't play much anymore. Every once in a while I still do, but, but cleric's still my favorite class. And, um, as you know, I can see the sort of trajectory of this spell. And I do think that the, the cures paralysis is very interesting and it was very useful at the time, but I think, I think what happens in fifth edition is that the spell is really good and powerful and it doesn't necessarily need the paralysis component in second edition. I think the paralysis component still would have been really nice to have there. Sure. I mean, to, to make this spell appealing, no, I don't think it needs the paralysis component. Um, just hold person and ghouls are such a low level. Well, you're screwed. Yeah. Good game. That making the fix cheap would not upset me. That's really where yeah. I am with that. Yeah. It's in such a powerful place that making the fix cheap would be fine. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Ha- having had multiple PCs over the years die from Ghoul Touch. Oh, uh, there was a, um, uh, a mud based, uh, high level third ed game that some friends of mine played in and um they were you know running an adventure and the the high level characters went in <laughs> carelessly oh no and, and, and we're talking like 14th level and above characters yeah <laughs> and they got tagged by they got swarmed by ghouls and you know what uh enough attacks you're gonna start failing some saves. Good yeah. game, bro. It's over. <laughs> You've lost. Yeah. You're paralyzed and coup de grade. Your throat yeah. has been ripped out. Have a right. day, friend. And that's what happened. Yeah. Like just a, a team of absolute ass kickers <laughs> uh, wiped to a you know huge pack of ghouls. Yeah. Um you know, it's it's kind of like um it's kind of like shadows in fifth edition. I have a funny story to tell you about sh- shadows. Sh- shadows are like, what are they? A quarter hit die? Uh, quarter CR or something like it, that. It, half, about quarter half CR, CR yeah. something uh-huh. like that. Yeah, uh, and, and, and like, and you know, they're not that big of a challenge. Oh, but boy, your strength starts getting sucked out. Uh huh. So funny story. So strength strain, uh, damage, damage, damage. And the target strength score is reduced by 1d4. No save. Good game. You got hit. Good game. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's brutal. Uh, well, and the target dies if this reduces its strength to zero. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it, it'll just go away if you finish a short uh-huh. rest. But yeah, yeah. if you get so here, but here's why I say this look, their armor class is 12. Uh-huh. They, they don't have a huge number of hit points, right? right? They're half CR. They seem like not a big deal. They're, they're, Bonus to hit is a plus four. It's not that big of a deal if nope. you're decently armored. But guess what? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's amazing how suddenly the DM's dice get hot. <laughs> <laughs> if they have a lot of attacks, yeah. <laughs> if, they, if they have 15 shadows surrounding you, right? Yeah, I mean, this is one of those where... I don't know how we got off on the tangent, but oh, oh, because because of things that are are they're really low CR, but yep. they pack a punch. Yep. So so I'm going to tell you this story. So so there I am in 
um, friend of the show, Colin McLaughlin's Sunday morning game. And I'm playing my Rune Knight. Rune Knight is a fighter subclass that gets a reaction called the Cloud Rune, uses Cloud Giant Trickery to redirect an attack. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you, the attack uses the same attack roll. You don't re-roll the attack. Just use the same attack roll, and you resolve it accordingly. So we are attacked by a shadow demon. Ooh, scary CR4. That's pretty bad. We are not high level. Right. Uh, we are fourth level mainly. Um, so a shadow demon and then a totally obnoxious number of shadows. It's great. <laughs> um, and so I, I've been thinking about stuff going, going into this. I still got my cloud rune. Great. I'll use it to make the shadow demon murder one of his minions. That'll be nice and efficient. Because it would have been. That's fine. Um, you know, shadows aren't resistant to necrotic, so like that's not a bad idea, right? Uh, and then one of the shadows, the the plain old shadows, hits the party rogue with a nineteen. I'm like, mm. you know what? I really don't want that ha- that to happen right now. That would be super bad for us. Right. What if I just go ahead and redirect it? Cool, cool, cool. So I do that. So the shadow and. and the shadow, the, the attacker the, doesn't need to be anywhere near the new target. That okay. doesn't matter at all for this mm-hmm. effect. Uh, so the shadow hits the shadow demon because 19 is going to hit anything in 5th Ed, mm-hmm. just about. Certainly at this level. Um, and shadow demons don't have a great AC. Um, so Sam, do you know a shadow demon strength score? No, but I can look one up. It's, it's strength score, friends, is 1. Huh. Huh. Why so is Colin, that? Because it's because it's made of shadows and it's totally reliant on decks. It doesn't in, do incorporeal. physical ability to move stuff. All right, it's not its thing. Shadow demon. Even a even oh, a shadow has a higher one. strength than that. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yep. So, so so the shadow audience hits. audience member, let's let's do the math here. <laughs> if they well, hit, the target's strength is reduced by one d four. And what's the lowest number you can roll on a d four? Rumor is it's a one. It's a one. And if the target uh, has their strength reduced to zero, they die. And look at the shadow demon's strength. That's weird. It's a one. <laughs> How so odd. Colin, so, so Colin <laughs> looks at this and says, oh. <laughs> and then he just plays it right out. Like, well, I guess yeah. you do it. <laughs> nice. It was great. It was just the most unexpected thing. Like, that was not a case of intentional design. By the people writing the shadow and the shadow demon and right. the cloud rune, yeah. but here we are. <laughs> that's great. I love it. See, that's the kind of story that you're going to remember for freaking ever, right? That's a D and D story, and that's why I love this game. And I think that's a great place to end. And sir, where can people find you on the internet? Well. Uh- there used to be a site called Twitter. I'm not really there anymore. I'm sort of there. I'm not. Anyway, uh, you can find me on Blue Sky at brandistoddard.bsky.social. Uh, I also write for tribality.com. My personal blog is brandistoddard.com. And my Patreon is uh, brandistoddard. How about you, Sam? Uh, I am on the internets at rpgmusings.com. I am also on the artist formerly known as Twitter at DM Samuel. 
I'm also on Blue Sky at DM Samuel. Same same one as you, I think. I'm also on Mastodon at DM. Look, just search DM Samuel. And if there's a little icon of a green dragon eating a red Christmas tree, that's me. It's the same icon. I, I drew it on a napkin one year, and that's why it's there. Mm. 